So I'm going to start off just a little differently today and do things maybe differently than I normally do or we normally do. So be patient with me. And um, I trust Holy Spirit will do what he desires to do in this message. So the last time I ministered, I talked about the importance of knowing and understanding how much God loves us. And the fact that his love, God's love, is not based on our performance or what, you know, what we do, how much we give, our service. His love is pure love that comes directly from him to us. This morning, I want to continue along the same line and focus on us really understanding our spiritual makeup. And I'm going to try to demonstrate this uh, as I go along. And I'll need a few volunteers. I'll, I'll get you in just a moment. Um, the goal of this message is to enhance our relationship with God, empower us to overcome the enemy, and to help us minister to others. So if you get one of those things out of this message, I'll feel accomplished. And I want to say um, that this is not an original message. It's probably one that you've heard before, that's been taught before. It's not my message. It's one that I'm kind of borrowing from a series of lessons called Life Foundations um, from uh, Carrie and Mike Pickett. A number of years ago, it was probably in the mid-80s, I was introduced to the concept of spirit, soul, and body. I mean, I actually had that teaching. The Lord reminded me of this when I was preparing this lesson. And at that time, I got excited. You know how you get excited when you get a new revelation? And the revelation was God is triune. You know, we sang that this morning. He's Father, He's Son, He's Holy Spirit. But then man was also triune. We're spirit, we're soul and body. And how I understood that in the mid-80s was that the spirit, yes, I understood the spirit part of me related to God. My body kind of related to the world and basically my soul related to me. You know, my will, my emotions, and my intellect. That's what I understood. And I thought I had gotten a great revelation, you know. And it was for the, for the time. But that's not all God wanted to teach me in that. Okay, so now we're, we're in 2024, well, 2023, maybe even 2022. We start hearing a teaching by Andrew Warmick on spirit, soul, and body. We had several lessons. We saw the little cartoon character that he, character that he had about spirit, soul, and body. And we began to get greater revelation. One of the things that Carrie and Mike Pickett say, say is that righteousness, though, outside of revelation of spirit, soul, and body, is pretty much based on performance. 
And I'm, hopefully I'll be able to demonstrate that to you this morning. Um, I need three volunteers. So I do, do I have willing volunteers or do I just point you out? Okay, Wendy, you wanna come? I need two more. Cameron, you gonna come? Would you come help me out? Okay, Debbie. So, what I'm gonna do, I need to put this up here, and I need to get myself up here. They're saying, what, they're saying, what are we gonna do? <laughs> See, we always wanna know, right? We need to understand. Okay, so I need you to turn around and face the people there. And Cameron, I want you here. And Wendy, I want you in the middle. And Debbie, I want you on the other side. And face the congregation. These three people, yeah, you want them closer together? A little bit, Debbie, come in a little bit more. Okay, come back, step back just a little bit. You know what? That's fine. This is fine. I love you, Cameron. Thank you. Cameron's going to represent the spirit of man. Okay? Wendy is going to represent our soul. The mind, will, and the intellect. Okay? And Debbie is going to represent the flesh. And I found this very interesting scripture, and I'm sure we've all read it. Let me find it here. On my, I forgot to write it down, but I remembered it. Um, and it's in Mark chapter 7. I actually read this this week, and I thought, I'm going to use this in my teaching. All right. So imagine your body. This is, this is a body. This is a soul. The Bible tells us some things about our body and soul in Mark chapter 7. It says, and so ye, are ye so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into man it cannot defile him. Basically, it's talking about what we eat. It can't defile us because it comes in and it goes out, right? It says in verse 21, For from within, out of the heart of a man, proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders. It's going to get better, people, I promise you. Thefts, covetousness. Wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. So can you imagine living your life in the flesh, your body, and your soul? That's all your soul knows about you. Do you have any hope? I don't think so. 
But we, I have an answer. It gets better. It gets better. All right. The scripture tell us, and if you could just pull up Galatians. Well, no, let's do First Thessalonians 5.23 first. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, may your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's what God says, that our spirit, our soul, and our body is to be, be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then let's look at Genesis 1:26. And I have the scriptures there for you to read along with me. In Genesis 1:26, we see, then God said, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I love that because I do not like bugs. So I have to have dominion over those kinds of things. Okay? But he's given us dominion. All right. We know that man fell, right? <clears throat> you know, I'm sorry. I want to go back to, let me, let me catch up with the outline that I gave you. Let's read Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. <clears throat> Do you have that one? Okay. I'm going back to how, when I started, when we talked about talking about the love of God. It says, for this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I want you to see the picture. You have man. He says he wants us to be strengthened in our inner man, in our soul. Will you turn toward the spirit? By the spirit that dwells in us. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. He wants us, this is what I want us to go away with. We know the scripture. He says that we may be able to comprehend with all saints, all of us together, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Turn back around. If you try to know God from your soul with your knowledge, you're not going to be able to do it. It says to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How do we get filled with the fullness of God? We seek because when we get born again, the part of us that changed was not the outer part. He told Adam, if you sin, you're going, you're going, you're going to die. 
But he didn't die, did he? He didn't die physically, but he died spiritually. And what that means is that, turn that way for me. Turn all the way around. Flesh, turn all the way around. Turn the other way. That your soul and your, 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 your soul and your flesh, and God, turn around, spirit, were separated from him. That's what it looked like. And so now you're living your life in the earth without the spirit of God dwelling with you because when they were standing here and they were all facing you, they were one unit. But now there's division. That, be- that came because of sin, right? And now you're living your life apart from, separated from your spirit. Now that doesn't mean that God didn't visit them. He didn't leave them alone. We know from the scripture that he would come upon them. He would direct them. He would lead them, but then he would go away. He wasn't dwelling with them permanently anymore, right? And they were left to their own devices. And this is how the world looks now without him. You know, take a step out. Now, this way. You're, you're, you, yeah, you've never done this before. I give you grace. <laughs> but imagine you're trying to live your life based on your thoughts, your motivations, apart from God. He says he wants us to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that we might be filled with the fullness of God. He wants us full of his fullness. You all can turn back around and face the congregation. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. And then verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we ask according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The love of God is foundational for us as believers, as is the revelation of the power that works in us. We've talked about it this morning. We sang about it. But do we really understand the power that works in us? When we became born again, Debbie, you can turn around and face the audience. The, face the audience. Okay. When the flesh, Debbie here, became born again, she accepted Jesus in her life. She got the fullness of God, the fullness of his spirit. Everything he was, everything he is, she received it. It wasn't immature. It wasn't a baby that has to grow. She got the fullness. But it, took t- it takes time to learn about the fullness of God, right? Um, <clears throat> I have a scripture here, and I don't remember by ref. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, so I've already read 
First Thessalonians, I think I already read that to you, but it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless um, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. And, and I also read Genesis 126. Like I said, man had perfect unity. Man fell and sin caused spiritual death and division from God. Jesus came and salvation resulted in man being born again. Not of the flesh, but of the spirit. Galatians 4, 6. It says, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into the, into the heart, crying, Abba, Father. So now we can call God Father. And in Romans 8, 11, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. So this body that was dead and separated now has life, but it has to mature, right? Okay. The spirit, Cameron here, who represents the spirit, needs to dominate in our lives. You know, every aspect of our life, right? Okay. And if... The spirit doesn't dominate. And Wendy, I need you to turn this way. And she is still trying to do it on her own goodness, her own thoughts, her own feelings, her own desires and motivation. She's not going to succeed. Because when she looks at herself, when we look at ourselves naturally, how do we do that? What do you do when you want to see yourself? You look, and when you look in a mirror, what happens? Do you see the good things about you? Most of the time. We don't, right? We see all the flaws. And so, Debbie, you turn this way. She's looking at herself, and she sees all her flaws. She sees those, those things about herself in Mark chapter 7. You know, she's guilty. So she deals with depression and anxiety and fear. And, and then all of a sudden she realized that she, she, she's born again. She's accepted the Lord. But she hasn't accepted the fullness of who she is. She doesn't know her true identity in him. So the word of God says, um, oh, I wanna, one thing I want to say. The Bible tells us that our flesh and our spirit are opposite. They fight all the time. One's going to have dominion, right? Yeah. So the one you surrender to is the one that has dominion, right? They, are, they fight each other for who's going to win. And right now, who's winning? The flesh, right? Yes. The Spirit of God is meant to become the dominant reality in our lives, leading us to walk in the demonstration of the power and life of God. God, once we accept him, is justified in loving us. I love what Graham Cook says. He loves us because he loves us 
because he loves us. And it doesn't stop, no matter how we act, no matter how we behave. His love is perfected in us. We have to know that, though. <clears throat> Romans 8.5 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how do we do that? It says, for those who live according to the flesh, if Wendy in her soul is living according to the flesh, I watched um, little Lily this morning. She's praising God. She's having a great time. We probably all saw her. But at, after a point, she got, it got to be a play, play, you know. She was thinking, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be giddy and I'm going to play. And she kept running up front, and then she ran to her grandmother, and then she ran up front, and she went back to her grandmother. And her mom went to get her. And Lily did not want to go. <laughs> she kind of fell out on her mom. Lily was in the flesh. She was doing what she wanted to do because she wanted to do it. And I'm not, I didn't finish to see the end of that scenario, but I think mom finally maybe picked her up or directed her and got her to go where she needed to go. Our soul, the mind, is a part of us that determines which way we're going to go. And if we are led by the dictates of our flesh, you know, we're still, we're spirit, we're soul, we're body. But this part of us is so strong. Where do all those negative thoughts come from? Where, where does it come from? Where does the depression come from? It comes from the enemy, but it manifests itself in our soul. You know? And if we don't know the truth of the word of God, what it says about us, I'm gonna, I want to demonstrate that. Let me see if I can find my, my note here. I think I'm missing one of my pages, but hold on. Because this is a good stuff. The enemy is trying to distract me, but you won't do it. God is in control. Yeah, he is in control. And I'm not embarrassed to wait because it's not about me. It's about him. Holy Spirit, show me where I'm supposed to be. Okay, so we read that one. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to follow the note that I gave you and the note that I have. And I just kind of got off a little bit.
Wendy said, mm-hmm. Her soul is getting tired. Okay, go, can you go to Romans 8, 9, 9 through 13? Can you do that, Wendy? Or do you want a chair? Oh, she would. <laughs> no, you, if she needs to sit down, she can sit down. If you need to sit down, you can. Yeah. I should have told you that it, this was going to require you to stand up. <laughs> okay. It says, uh, Romans 8, 9 says, we are not in the flesh. So turn back this way. We need to know that. We need to remind our soul. I am not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Turn all the way around. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you or in me. Say that with me. But, but I am not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in me. Now, does he dwell in you? No, don't say that part. That's a question. Does he dwell in you? How do you know that? Fruit of the Spirit? How do you know that? Hmm? The Word says it, right, that if we're in Christ... We're new crea 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 creatures in Christ, or creations in Christ, right? That's what the word says. Um, it says, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, turn around, he's not his. Keep going. And if Christ be in you, it says the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he, will, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. So as we turn here and we're seeking God for the vision of who we are, for the word that speaks about who we are, it's going to give life to our flesh. And what's going to happen is the things of the flesh, those things I read in Mark 7, they begin to fall off. And they don't fall off because we stop sinning necessarily. They fall off because we have the truth of God's word. And we begin to see ourselves according to this relationship. We're back in unity with the Father. We're one with him. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He says, you know, we are spirit. The, in uh, 1 John says, as he is, so are we in this world, in this life, in this time. We begin to know that's who we are from the mirror of the word. You know, you know, we begin to know. Thank you, Lord. One couple more. Can you do um, 12 and 13? Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, what happens? But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, the only way we do that is in this relationship. You will live. Amen? Amen. Amen.
So now we're learning to submit to the Spirit of God, not allowing Him, allowing and allowing Him to transform our motivations, our desires, and our actions. Amen. Many of us are there. Some of us still struggle. Um, when we receive God's Spirit, we get boldness. You know. It doesn't matter who it is or where we are, we'll speak the name of Jesus. We'll tell somebody else about Jesus. We'll know that scripture that says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Our spirit is not surprised when we encounter, you know, a circumstance. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't say, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that because when we are in relationship with the Spirit of God living on the inside of us and we encounter a situation, we go to him and we say, Father, I don't know how to handle this, but you do. I depend on you. Like Anne's testimony this morning, God gave her a word in November. It's January. If she had turned to her flesh with doubt, I'd go, I don't know. I don't know if God, if what he said is, is, is real or not. She said she stood fast on the promise that God had given her, the word he had spoken to her. And she comes and she shares with us a testimony today that her house sold. And it sold just the way he told her it would because she had this relationship. That should always be our testimony. It comes from us knowing and seeing ourselves from his vantage point rather than seeing our flesh from our, seeing the flesh from our, from our perspective. Because if we look at us, we're going to always come up short. But we look at him greater. We are greater. We're mighty. We're powerful. Amen? Amen. So I think more than anything, I want you to get that visual in your mind, and in your heart, because it's going to make you bold. Um, it says, um, I think we already read this, but, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are of the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And Galatians 5, 6 through 7 says, do we have that one? If we don't, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. So we, we, so that we cannot do the things that we would. Remember Paul talked about that? He said, the things I want to do, I can't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. Because... He was depending on his flesh. But when we're depending on the spirit, we can do the things that he wants us to do. It says, but if you live in the spirit, you're not under the law. Okay? Um, we do not focus on stopping the sin, but we cast the vision. We see ourselves by the spirit how God sees us. And you know what's really important? 
you wake up in the morning, you don't feel spiritual. You may not even feel like you want to pray, you know? Like a couple of people said, you know, maybe you had a bad day or a bad week. You know, maybe you woke up with a bad attitude, but you're saved and you're in this relationship. What do you do? You cast that care on the Lord and you remind yourself what his word says about us. You say, God, I'm sorry that I let myself for a moment turn to my flesh and see myself there and not here. Forgive me. And you just keep on walking. You don't have to wallow and wait two or three days and say, I got to get myself right. No, you reset right away, immediately. Get up, shake yourself off. Remind yourself of who you are in Christ. Amen. Because the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things of the flesh have passed away. And because these two, the spirit, the spirit and the flesh are so opposite each other, as you walk in this intimate relationship, the body is going to follow. It's going to follow. It just, it'll do what it's told to do. But you got to tell it according to the word. <clears throat> Also, it'll cause us to begin to walk in the supernatural abilities and the supernatural call in our life. I think the Lord, I don't know, from, from things I'm reading and understanding, um, and I remember in prophetic class, um, we were, when we were going through um, Bill Hammond's book, there was another book called, um, I think it was called The Eternal Church, and it says God is not coming back for a weak church. He's not coming back for a feeble church. He's not coming back for a sick church. He's coming back for a healthy, thriving church that realizes that because of what Jesus did, they have the ability to turn, up, turn the world upside down. And many are cowering. You know, we're, we're acting as if we don't have authority and we don't have power. When we have this dunamis power on the inside of us to overcome every enemy, to overcome every obstacle. A friend of mine was telling me she was in her church recently and the minister preached, you know, an awesome service. And then he did an altar call. And she said she had her eyes closed. And when... And, and I, I don't mean this to say don't come to the altar because you, you should come if you need to come. But she said, when I opened my eyes, three-fourths of the church was at the altar dealing with depression and anxiety and loneliness and poverty and sickness. That should not be. And it's because, I believe it's because we don't know who we are. And we're not professing who God, we're not seeing this relationship here. We're not, we have to draw in and be closer to him. And the only way we do that is to see the mirror of the word. What does the word say about us? How does he see us? He says that we are his beloved. He says that we are the apple of his eye. 
He says that we are kings and priests. We are daughters and sons of Zion. You know, he's coming back for a great church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He says in John 1 and 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of, the, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We have been born of God. When we walk this out, we will be able to overcome the lies and attacks of the enemy. We come to understand that every temptation of the enemy is meant to distract us and to take us away from who God says we are, how he sees us. So when you're being attacked, go to the Father and say, Lord, um, what is this about? What is it that I'm to overcome? Show me. You know, show me. And he will. I love, you know, uh, there's a song and it says, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. When we seek him, he answers. You know, when we earnestly seek him, he answers. Um, so the, the attacks of the enemy come to distract us from understanding what we already possess in the spirit. Also, it, we need to deal with the enemy from the point of victory. We are victorious. And we, not, we may not be there totally yet, but if we get our minds stayed on him, if we have our vision, the vision of his vision of, you know, who, who we are in him, we, we're going to be more and more victorious. You know, we're going to be more and more prosperous. We're going to be more and more healed, you know. Um, the other thing that happens when we are in this relationship is we learn to encourage others to walk in the spirit and see from this perspective. We encourage people to turn quickly to who they really are and not live in the condemnation of their mistakes. And I think this is something I can truly say about River of Life. I remember when I came here, what, almost thir 13 years ago, and people were so encouraging, and they would say things to me, and I'm thinking, how can they say that? They don't know me, and if they really knew me, they wouldn't say that about me. But they weren't seeing the flesh. They were seeing the spirit. And so we have the privilege now of being able to share with other people who may not be walking at the level that you're walking the truth about what God says about them and bring them up another level, okay? Um, it also helps us to understand, helps others to understand and us to understand that we already possess um, instead of trying to perform to get God to do something for us. You know, Andrew has a series says, you've already got it. We already have it but we don't know it. It's like I shared last week. We can have a, a debit card or a credit card, and we can have a balance on that card, but unless you activate it, it does, it's, it's worthless to you. So what I want to encourage you to do is activate your faith. Activate what the word has said to you because, I want you to turn around again here. 
Thank you. You can turn around. We are spirit. We are soul. And we are body. Our mind, which is a part of the soul, is a pivotal part of the decisions and choices that we make. You know, it's the determining factor. It's almost like, you know, that oar in the ship or the bit in the horse's mouth. It determines which way this body's gonna go. And that is, as it turns to the spirit of God that's on the inside of her, it's gonna get stronger, it's gonna get better, and the flesh will follow. Amen. I pray that blesses you. Amen.